is that you reign in me again lord reign in me reign in your power over all my dreams in my darkest hour you are the lord of all i am so won't you reign in me again over every thought over every thought over every word may my life reflect the beauty of my Lord, cause you mean more to me than any earthly thing. So won't you reign in me again, Lord reign in me, reign in your power over all my dreams. In my darkest hour, you are the Lord of all I am. So won't you reign in me again, Lord reign in me, reign in your power over all my dreams. In my darkest hour, you are the Lord of all I am. So won't you reign in me again. You are the Lord of all I am. So won't you reign in me again, Lord, reign in me, reign in your power over all my dreams. In my darkest hour, you are the Lord of all I am. So won't you reign in me again. So won't you reign in me again? So won't you reign in me again? Amen. Amen. Before we sing our last song, I would like to read to you the passage in the book of Psalms, chapter 19, verse 14. And it reads, May the words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Let us all sing together.
I sing. I desire to be a blessing in your eyes. Every hour and every moment, Lord, I want to be your servant. I desire to be a blessing in your eyes. In your eyes. May the word The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. He rises at one end of the heavens and makes a circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right. Giving joy to the heart, the commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, in keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern, discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. We pray all these things. And your precious Son, just Christ in me, pray. And God's people pray. Amen. 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 And amen. amen. Welcome, church. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this very morning. Uh, let us come together now and prepare our hearts. And with the psalm that we just read in Psalm 19, uh, let us just pray and be in the place before the Lord where uh, the words that I'm about to speak and the meditation of all of our hearts for those who will be listening, that will be pleasing in the sight of the Lord, for he is our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. 
And amen. So let's begin with today's title. The title of today's message is called How to Give Thanks in Christ. How to Give Thanks in Christ. Some of us, we have been living dangerously spiritually. In other words, what I'm trying to say is we have been getting stuck and we have gone and gotten ourselves stuck in the habit of complaining and grumbling. As Christians, we must break the cycle of complaining and grumbling. Just like the message that we did a few weeks ago, where fix your gaze upon Christ, we talked about the message about what happens to those people in Numbers 21 with Psalm 78. We talked about what happens to those who complain, who get stuck in the cycle of complaining and grumbling before the Lord. So today, we're going to shift and flip the coin, and we're going to turn the book, and we're going to talk about how to be thankful, how to give thanks unto the Lord, how to be thankful in Christ. Amen. And amen. Let's begin with our first passage. It's found in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. And then I'm going to quickly go to our second passage, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18, both in chapter 5s. Okay, Ephesians 5, 20. Let's begin. It says, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Next passage, First Thessalonians chapter 5, rejoice always, pray continually, but the focus here is give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So what I would like for us to remember as we're going through this message is that whenever there is thanksgiving, there is rejoicing. Joyfulness and thanksgiving they go hand to hand. They are next together. They must go together. That's why it says rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So going back to the title, how to give thanks in Christ. Point number one, cultivate a life of thanksgiving unto the Lord. Cultivate a life of giving thanksgiving unto the Lord. In other words, nurture, take care of it. Get in the habit of giving thanksgiving unto the Lord. And the key word that I would like for us to focus on is the word daily. Daily, daily, daily. You must get in the cycle and the habit of doing this every day in your daily life. Letter A, in your thoughts. In other words, how and what you think matters in your thought process. B, in your mind, representing your will, the emotions. C, in your heart. Your heart representing your life, who you are. D, in your actions, in your lifestyle, in the way that we give, in the way that we serve. When we go out to eat and fellowship, are we generous in our actions? Are we humble in our actions? Are we full of humility or are we full of pride and arrogance in your actions? And lastly, letter E, in your speech, in the way that you speak. And I put E as a last because your words, your tongue is very powerful. What comes out of your mouth will either kill you or will lift you up. So please, we must let it trickle from your mind to your heart and to your actions your speech, and in the words that you speak. So just how powerful is your tongue for so point letter E, your speech? How powerful is it? Two passages that I want to share with you that tells us how powerful 
reminds us how powerful your speech is, what you speak, how you talk to somebody. Are you full of gossip? Are you full of complaining? Are you full of anger and hatred in your words? Or are you full of grace and love with humility? Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death. And whenever you read Proverbs 18, and whenever you hear this passage in verse 21, the tongue has the power of life and death. I want you to remember that James 3 goes even deeper with what it means to have, to understand the power of the tongue. What it means where it says the power of life and death. It says, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So in James 3, verse 3 to 12, by going deeper into the topic of speech, it says in verse 3, when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Just from the mouth alone, you can control the animal. That's what it's teaching us. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. The rudder is the thing behind the boat that controls the direction of where the boat is going. Just by a simple turn, you could turn the boat into destruction or into safety into the shores. Likewise, verse 5, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Verse 9, with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Amen. And amen. Just like the water from the Pacific and the Atlantic cannot mix because the Atlantic has more salt. Just like as you can see the line that divides the two oceans. You cannot mix praising and cursing. We must allow, we must turn to the Lord and surrender our tongues unto the Lord. If not, we will set our whole body on fire on a road to destruction and we will destroy ourselves. So in your speech, you must get in the habit of giving thanks unto the Lord even when everything around you is falling apart. In your thoughts, how and what you think, in your mind, representing your will again, your emotions, your heart, your life. In the Bible, it supersedes, it coincides with each other, heart and mind. But specifically mind representing the will, the emotion, heart, the life, in your actions and in your speech. Cultivate a life of thanksgiving unto the Lord. Point number two, give all your cares unto the Lord. Give all your cares unto the Lord. First Peter 5, 6 to 7, it says, humble yourselves. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him. Because he cares for you. How to give thanks in Christ? Give all your cares unto the Lord. Everything. It requires humility. It requires surrendering your life down. 
my pride down, laying my pride down, casting my anxieties on him because he cares for us, because he desires us, because he loves us, because he knows us, because he knows you. That's why you go to him. You cast your anxieties on him. You don't cast your anxieties on somebody who doesn't care for you. You're giving pearls and diamonds to earn a fix. But you give it to somebody who cares for it. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Matthew 11, it says, come to me, all you are weary and burdened. And we know this passage about the yoke. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is Light, Jesus teaches us that he will, he promises us, not only does he teach us, but he promises us, he guarantees it with a stamp of seal that he will give you rest if you go to him, if you turn to him, if you give to him, if you give your cares unto the Lord. That's what Jesus says, come to me. And he reminds you that I am humble. I'm not proud. So the person that goes to him must be humble. And the person that receives and is receiving that individual must be humble. One person cannot be full of pride or else the equation doesn't work. It cancels one out. We cannot go to God with pride because he is always humble. In other words, flip it. If we're humble but God is this Arrogant God, a prideful God, who is a fickle God. He's not the same yesterday, today, and forever, but he changes based on his emotion. Today he is, pri- he is full of pride. He is proud today. It doesn't work. But we can go to the Lord with humility because he is humble, because he is gentle, and because, most importantly, he loves us. That's why he partners with us. We partner with him. My yoke. We are attached together, side to side. My yoke is easy. And my burden is light. But with the Lord, he will carry us when we don't have the strength. For he is a fair God. And he is a humble God, for he is gentle and humble in heart. Give all your cares unto the Lord by, so point letter A, running to him. B, praying to him. C, trusting in him. D, relying on him. And E, Rejoicing in him. Remember what I said earlier in the beginning. Whenever there is thanksgiving, there is rejoicing. Whenever there is thanksgiving, there is humility. We run to him. We pray to him. We trust him. We rely on him. And we rejoice in him. Amen. Run to the Lord. No matter how difficult the season, I want to remind you to end the day with rejoicing. This is very crucial. Now, I'm going to share with you two passages, and I'm going to finish this point with these two things. Just pay attention, but let's go ahead and read these two passages first. First passage I want to read on the topic of give all your cares unto the Lord. Ephesians 4, 26 to 27 says, In your anger... Do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. So it talks about ending the day, not with anger. And in Philippians 4, 6-7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation... By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. 
And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So these two passages remind us, so at the end of your day, do not give the devil a foothold by ending your day with what? With anger and anxiety. Rather, end your day when this day ends, when today, when you're by yourself, alone at night, before you're about to go to bed. You end the day not with anger, frustration, anxiety, but you end your day with the peace of God that transcends all understanding. How do you have the peace of God that transcends all understanding? How does it guard our hearts and our minds in Jesus Christ? It's by in every situation, by prayer and petition, you present your request unto the Lord. Meaning you communicate with the Lord. You cast all your cares, you give all your cares unto the Lord by running to Him, praying to Him, trusting in Him, relying on Him, and rejoicing in Him. And rejoicing is not based on situation or circumstances. This is very crucial. You end the day by knowing the truth of the gospel. That he cares for you. That he loves you. And it says the peace of God that transcends understanding. What does that mean? Transcends understanding. It's something you cannot explain to somebody. You cannot explain this to a non-Christian. They cannot have it. Because it's not understandable. They cannot understand it. It is a supernatural miracle peace of God. It will come. And yes, everything is falling apart. But the peace of God will come upon me and will guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Give all your cares unto the Lord. That's how you give thanks in Christ. Point number three, how to give thanks in Christ. Find contentment in the Lord. Find contentment in the Lord. In other words, only. Never in your worldly standing and success. Never. But you find content. Contentment. You be content in the Lord. So point letter A. Why? For he will never leave you. B, for he will never forsake you. C, for he will never change. These are three truths that you must carry with you in your heart. No matter where you are. Even if you're in a place of prison or in jail, you must be in a place where you remember the truth that he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And he will never change. Even when you're in a situation of Shawshank Redemption or the Great Escape, where you're in prison, you're in jail, you are not able to escape. Or even if you're like Joseph, wrongly accused in prison, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And he will never change. If you know these truths, no matter what situation, no matter what circumstance you may be in, you will find contentment in the Lord. Keep in mind, it's not based on your circumstance, your worldly standing, or your success. It doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account. It doesn't matter. That's what it says in Hebrews 13, 5 to 8. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Remember what you learned in the messages. Remember what you have learned over the years through discipleship. Remember what you have learned from reading the word of the Lord. Remember what the Holy Spirit, know what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you at that very moment. Remember 
your leaders who spoke the word of God to you, consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And amen. And Hebrews 13 perfectly summarizes point number three. Find contentment in the Lord, for he will never leave you, for he will never forsake you, for he will never change. Leading to Philippians 4, the famous passage where Paul wrote. As he was in prison, he said, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in one. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Amen. And amen. And lastly, point number four. How to give thanks in Christ. Number four, and I'm ending with this. Live for the Lord. Live for the Lord. If you could take a moment right now. And declare it to yourself in your heart. If you could say, I will live for the Lord in your heart. Question, are you living for the Lord? So how to give thanks in Christ? The greatest way to pay him back is to live for him. This is the greatest honor, the greatest service that you can do in this lifetime. This is more important than, than anything that we can accomplish in this life. People talk about medals, serving in the military. They did that, they did this. They accomplished this much or this little. But the greatest honor and the greatest service that you can do in this lifetime is serving the Lord. It's living for the Lord. That is the greatest service, greatest honor that we can achieve. Colossians 3, focusing on Colossians 3 here. But first, let me go from 15 to 17, and then I'm going to skip over, fast forward to 23. But I want to focus on verse 17. But before we get to 17, let me read 15 to 16. It says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be what? Thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Three times it's mentioned with giving thanksgiving and being grateful. And then fast forward to verse 23, same chapter, chapter 3. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord not for human masters. Why do you serve at church? Why do you do what you do? It's because you are what? Working for the Lord. Not for human masters. Not for human beings. Yes, that may be secondary. But mainly, the purpose is to live for the Lord. For you are working for the Lord. So in life, there is no greater honor than to serve the Lord, Colossians 3 is teaching us. It is not found in your careers, in your jobs, 
bank account or how big the house is, how amazingly popular, how many followers you think you may have. For all fame, all beauty, all flowers, it will fade and it fades. But only the work and the break that you have built spiritually, these are breaks that you cannot see, but it's a spiritual break, just like life reached with the church back in 2016. They didn't have anything. It was just a barren land. And then now they have a building up to the ceiling. Break by break. It's a spiritual break that we have built. And unless it is built in Christ, it shall not stand. All the ground is sinking sand. Just like the hymn where it says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All the ground is sinking sand, and all other ground is sinking sand. What are you trusting on? What are you relying on? Are you in the habit, in the cycle of giving thanks unto the Lord? Or are you in the habit and in the cycle of complaining and grumbling as is mentioned in Numbers 21. God wants to draw his people to live a life of thanksgiving and humility unto the Lord. He's calling you right now, and he's reminding you to be in a place of thanksgiving, not in a place of complaining and grumbling. Lord, why is my life in the way that I dream that it would be, or expected it to be. But you need to spiritually build your house upon, brick by brick, upon Christ, on Christ the solid rock, I stand. Going back to Psalm 19, with what Brother Enrico read. Right? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of your heart, my heart, our hearts, be pleasing your sight. Why? Because, Lord, you are our rock and our redeemer. That's what it means on Christ, the solid rock. That's why he told Peter, your name will be Peter. For on this rock, I will build my church. It is the rock of Christ. All the ground is sinking sand. You're sinking. You will not stand. And as we're in the season of remembering and getting ready for Easter, may we remember that our hope is not built on anything else other than his blood and his righteousness. It's the cross of our Lord. Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. And I'm closing with this. Keeping all these passages in our hearts. Uh, Numbers 21. Uh, Psalm 78. Uh, just remembering what it means to be grateful and to be thankful unto the Lord. What happens to us when we are full of complaint and grumbling. Versus what happens to those who are humble and who turn to the Lord with thanksgiving. I pray that we would live a life that is full of thanksgiving unto the Lord. Even when our circumstances may not seem like it, that we would turn to the Lord with thanksgiving. And may you remember the truth, just like what we read in Psalm 19, that He is our rock and our Redeemer. That's why we pray to the Lord by asking Him, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. For you alone are our rock and our Redeemer. With that, I want to invite you, if you could close your eyes with me, 
And if you could turn to the Lord with humility, and if you could turn to Him this very early afternoon now, if you could turn to Him with thanksgiving and with a heart of repentance, then may you humble yourselves this very afternoon and turn to the Lord with a prayer of thanksgiving. Let's not ask him for anything, but let's just turn to him with praise and thanksgiving. Just in our own voices, in our own way. Can we just turn to the Lord right now? Again, not asking him for anything else, but to give him thanks. Declare your love to him. Say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I thank you. Jesus, I praise you. Jesus, you are my all and all. You are my everything. I thank you for this life. Thank you for this breath. I thank you for this health. Thank you for this church and the ceiling and the roof that we have over our heads. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to pray to you and to praise you. Can we come together? Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we need you. Holy Spirit, as you're here, we turn to you, Lord, right now with thanksgiving. Lord, I know that, God, we've been in the cycle of complaining and grumbling. But right now, God, we turn from our sinful ways. We turn from our evil ways. We turn from our stubborn ways. And we humble ourselves from our pride. And we turn to you with humility and with thanksgiving, oh God. Lord, thank you for the cross. Thank you for revealing the revelation of your truth the truth of the gospel. Lord, thank you for allowing us to see the truth and to know the truth and to walk and to abide and the opportunity to run to you, Father. You do not ask for anything of us but to live for you. You don't care about anything else. All the sacrifices, all the offerings. If it is not guided by obedience, all of it is meaningless. All of it is meaningless. All of it is meaningless. But Lord, may we live a life that loves you, that honors you, that trusts in you. We choose today. I choose today. Thank to you praise you, Lord Jesus. No matter where we are in our faith. This very afternoon. Thank you, Father, Lord, thank for, you. for this community and for all that you continue to do in us and through us. Hearts, minds. Blessed Father, be the name of the Lord. Renew our on lives. High. Renew our lives. May the name of the Lord be praised here in this place. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of your hands. Remember you, Lord, of who you are. Thank you for this life. Thank you for remembering us. Thank you for each and every minute of our lives.
together always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus Lord remember today to cultivate a life of thanksgiving unto you Lord in our thoughts in our minds in our hearts 
in our actions, and in our speech. Lord, we give all of our cares unto you, Lord, for you care for us, for you are humble and gentle in heart, and you will not reject us. We give all of our cares unto you by running to you, by praying to you, by trusting in you, relying on you, and rejoicing in Christ. And we find contentment today, Lord, not in our worldly standing, God, or what or how others label us, but we find contentment in you, Lord, only, for you will never leave us, for you will never forsake us, and you are not a God who will change. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And lastly, we declare today by saying to you, Lord, we choose today to live for you, Lord, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Everything else fades, but not you, Lord, not our relationship, Lord. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. We thank you for this promise and for this truth in our lives. We thank you. We love you. Pray all these things. In your precious son, just Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. 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 Okay, let's, uh, let's sing our closing song, The Path of Life in Jesus. Let's worship together. today with the benediction prayer. Uh, let us all pray together. Heavenly Father, do not remember the sins of our youths and our rebellious ways. But according to your love, remember us, for you, Lord, are good. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling, present you blameless, pure, and holy before his holy presence, when we continue to know the truth, remember, remember the truth of the gospel in our hearts. And may we know and encounter the unending love of the Father daily. And may the Lord continue to pursue after us, guide us, and lead us forevermore. And as God's people, we pray. Amen. amen. And amen. Amen. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you all in the back.
Amen.